I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story. The idea I want to talk about this morning is new things in Christ, like what Tristan read about, that we are born again, and this idea of revival. Hopefully, these things we'll read about this morning and discuss together from God's Word will challenge us as we hopefully are seeking to grow closer to God. I want to encourage you in that. Also want to say Happy New Year. This is a new year and, and we're in 2020. This is actually our first Sunday and our new meeting time and, and hopefully that didn't throw anyone for a loop. It's good to see you all here. You know, we, we often think about, about uh, resolutions. Perhaps you've made some, some resolutions and in our bulletin article that, that Darren put together for us this morning kind of zeroes in on that. There's different areas of our life that maybe we want to, to improve and to, to set some goals in. But most of all, certainly, we want to, to focus on growing closer to God in spiritual things. So let's think about some, some new things in Christ. And what we mean by that, we're talking about a new way. Jesus says, I am the way. He is the new way. We are a new creation. We have a new life. A new birth, a new, the new man, the new self, the new you in Christ. That we have a new mind, and he gives us a new commandment that we love one another. And that's a sign by which the world will know that Christ lives in us. And then we have the prize for being faithful to God, that we can be part of the new heavens, the new earth. Let's talk about a new way. Jesus is the way. I want to encourage you to grab a Bible and turn to Hebrews chapter 10. We'll look at Hebrews 10, starting in verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that He opened for us, through the curtain that is through his flesh. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. If we are Christians, then we have access to God. You know, this language here in Hebrews 10, 19, and 20 make us think of, of the temple and the priests and that we are, we are able to have access to the holy place, have access to God through Christ. Jesus opened the way for us so that we could be a new creation. This goes on to say here, um, if we would read in verse 21 of our passage in Hebrews 10, And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean 
clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Jesus is the new and living way. He is our high priest. Are we clean in the way we ought to be, as we read? Are we stirring up one another to love and good works toward a growing faith? Are we faithful in our assembling together? Sometimes we say attendance is a a barometer of our broader faithfulness in life. How are we doing with that? Are we a new creation? Which is our next point. New creation. If you turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we'll read starting in the second half of verse 14. 2 Corinthians 5, 14. If one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should live, no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know Him thus no longer. Verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Without Christ, we are dead in our sins. But if you are a Christian, then your sins are washed away. That changes everything. This new creation brings life. Although we've sinned, we've been forgiven. We've been given grace. We've been given life. Romans chapter 6, starting in verse 1. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Since we have this forgiveness of sins and it's a good thing, should we just sin so that there can be more blessings from God? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? Therefore, we were buried with Him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. We were dead. Just like Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for our sins, we were dead in sin and we died 
to sin in the watery grave of baptism. Jesus shed His blood on the cross and washed our sins away. And now we can walk in a new life because we have been born again. Which brings us to the new birth as we read in our Scripture reading from John chapter 3. That chapter begins, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Have you been born of water and the Spirit? Have you repented and been baptized for the forgiveness of sins and received the gift of the Holy Spirit as we read in Acts chapter 2, the first gospel sermon? Are you a Christian? We would encourage you to be one if you're not, to become one if you are not. 1 Peter 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Born again. A living hope. What are we hoping for? What does hope even mean? Sometimes we use that word casually. In a biblical sense, we have an expectation that we will rise from the dead because Jesus rose from the dead. And He promised us that as well. Do you believe that? Do you have that hope? Are you a new person? A new creation? A new self? If we've been born again, then we are a new person. We are a a new man, some translations will say. A new self. We're, We're not that old person anymore. We are dead to sin. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 21. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind 
God is making us new. A new self. No longer self-centered and full of sin. We need to be right and holy as He is holy. We need to be true. Colossians 3, 9 and 10. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its Creator. We're not about sin anymore. We need to stop lying and and all of those sinful practices. That person's dead. We are a new creation in Christ. We're made in the image of God, and we need to live like it. 2 Corinthians 4.16 So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. Our spiritual self. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient or temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal and everlasting. Maybe you're struggling with health problems or whatever. Different problems in this life that bring us down. We need to let the inner self be renewed and be focused on those things and have a new mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. It's so easy to get caught up in this world all of the entertainment and worldliness and and riches that we're blessed with, these things can distract us. We're made in the image of God, but our minds can easily become junkyards. Don't let it be. As we have this new year, let's refocus our minds on being like God, being like Christ. Be holy, for I am holy. Be renewed. Prove as it says here, prove what the will of God is. Be an example to others. We need to love others. As the new commandment we are given in John chapter 13, starting in verse 31. John 13, 31. Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in Him. If God is glorified in Him, God will also glorify him and himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. And then he leaves them with these words, a new commandment I give to you, 
that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. What does he mean here? It's not, it's not that uncommon to see people being nice to one another. It's not some big profound sign. You know, maybe in everyday life, people expect favors from one another, and so people are polite. It pays to be nice, we might say. You know, if you invite someone to dinner, maybe they'll invite you back, and this sort of thing. Is that what we're talking about? What is this unique, distinctive new thing that will be an identifier? What is he really saying here? Just, just as I have loved you, how did, how did he love us? He, he died for us on the cross. Do we really love each other that much? You know, this is, this is a challenging saying. We need to recognize it for that. Jesus is challenging us. This is a new commandment. We ought to grow in our love for one another. We need to keep growing in these things. We need to stay the course that we may finish the race and receive the prize, which brings us to our point about the new heavens and the new earth. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 3 will be our reference. We need to keep working on these things, keep being renewed day by day so we can gain the reward. We are promised a new heavens and a new earth where righteousness dwells. We better be righteous if we're going to dwell there. 2 Peter 3.3 Knowing this, first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following their own sinful desires, they will say, where is the promise of His coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. For they deliberately overlook this fact that the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the Word of God. And the beginning was the Word. And that by means of these, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished in the flood. But by the same Word, The heavens and earth that now exist today are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, 
waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. Verse 13, but according to his promise, we are waiting for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Well, this passage sort of brings up the question, is God really in charge? Is he really going to keep his promises? Does he really exist? These are the questions the scoffers promote to sow the seeds of doubt. We might even go to the Garden of Eden in Genesis where the serpent cast these seeds of doubt to Eve and caused her to sin. He is coming. Be ready. The heavens will pass away with a roar and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved. But He's also bringing a new heavens and a new earth. Are we righteous? We want to dwell there and not in the lake of fire as, as we read in the book of Revelation. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 21. Revelation 21, 1 and 2. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. The bride of Christ is the church. Are you part of the church? Are you the bride of Christ? Will you be there with this? Make your life right with God and be made new, as all of these passages point us to. We have, in our recent Revelation study, looked in depth at this, and there was even an artist rendering of this concept of a new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven to the new earth to help us visualize those things. We have a new heavens and a new earth, a new Jerusalem, Whatever it is, it's wonderful. It's, it's what we want. We want the, the, to be with God, the Garden of Eden, the paradise, to be forever with the Lord in a new creation. Revelation 21, verse 5. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Has he made you new? Have you let him? Do you believe it? Are you ready? So we've talked about these points. New things in Christ. These blessings of the new way of him making that new way for us. To be a new creation, a new life, a new birth, a new man, new self have a new mind, a new way of thinking, and a new commandment of how we treat one another in a love like His as we're challenged to be more like Him. And we can have the blessing of a new heaven, a new earth, a new Jerusalem, and be forever with the Lord. So are you a Christian? Or do you need to become a Christian? If you are not a Christian, 
then you need to become one. You need to make some changes in your life. We would encourage you to do that. We read from Romans 6, 4, and we'll read it again. Those of us who are Christians can say this about the relationship we have with Christ. Therefore, we were buried with Him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. If you have not taken part in that, we would encourage you to let us help you. All have sinned. The wages of sin is death. What are you going to do with the proposal here? The offer? Are you really just going to sit there and let sin kill you when in fact there is a free gift and He's named Jesus. He died for you. We would encourage you to make a decision to put the man of sin to death and to choose everlasting life. Choose a new life. I love to tell the story Twill be my theme in glory To tell the old, old story Of Jesus and His love